Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya and Who keep growing in our circles, and I think we're up to fourteen seventy-five 
uh, which is, just blows our mind each week. And we want to say hello to uh, our friends Hannah, Elizabeth, Evangelist Ron, Sister Wisdom, Toy Talk, JFJ Live, Evangelist Linda, and Spike Spielberg, uh, who has a wonderful show every Monday through Friday at 9 p.m., I believe, 9 p.m. So thank you to all the friends. If I didn't call your name, you know you're in my heart. So thank you once again. Um, like I said, we have a brand-new show for you. We have brand-new segments, brand-new co-hosts. And starting this week, we have a brand-new weekly segment called A Boast About Your Book. And that is for authors who want to take about 10 minutes to tell us uh, why we should buy their book, uh, for them to brag about their book, and tell us what's in their book. So if you are an author and you want to boast about your book, just shoot us an email at realtalk at com, and we'll get you scheduled. Listen, we sent out the announcement about three weeks ago, and we are already booked for the next two months. So there are a lot of authors out there. And if you uh, listen to the show and you like what the authors are boasting about, just shoot us an email and say, hey, I love that book. I want I want that book. And let me tell you, you might be a, a winner of the book because they do no, donate uh, complimentary books to the show for our lovely, lovely listeners. So just send us a comment uh, either at Real Talk at Tanya White or via TanyaWhite.com. Uh, through our contact page, and you may receive a book. Like I said, we have some new segments. Each uh, week we're going to have a different commentary, so we brought back the Much Love Moment commentary, which starts today with Shelby and British Hill. They're going to give us some little words of encouragement about love and relationships. Um, so each week is going to be a different co- commentary, so tune in for that. We have some wonderful co-hosts. Tonight we have our co-host, Lothario Boyd, who is going to show up in just a few moments. And on third Thursdays we have Cheryl and Vaughn, also the host of Unveiling the Mask, that comes on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, and 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. So tune in to her. She's going to uh, share the, the hosting chair with me. And then the other two Thursdays we are going. I'm just going to uh, wing it by myself and if you want to co-host uh, one week, I would love to have you. So just, sh- again, shoot me an email, Real Talk at Tanya White. Also on Second Thursdays, we have a new segment called What a Man Segment. And if you want to share your stories about the man in your life, be it your father, your brother, your son, who has influenced, inspired, or motivated you, just send your stories to Real Talk with Tanya White, and we may pick it on the air. And on Fourth Thursdays, we have our Phenomenal Woman. So if you have a Phenomenal Woman in your life, again, that is going to be on Fourth Thursdays. So email, and we would love to share your stories or have you on live. And if you are picked to do that, I guarantee you we're going to send a token of our appreciation. Now let me bring on my wonderful co-host. He is going to be with us every second Thursday, and that is none other than Mr. Boyd. Hello, Mr. Boyd. How are you? Hi, darling. How are you? I apologize for my tardiness. <laughs> you are right on Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, okay. Because I, I, I never want you to think you've got to wing this thing. You know, you ne- <laughs> you're not going to have to wing a second Thursday by yourself. Uh, you know, if I got to, you know, if I got to, uh, what do they call it? If I got to break camp or what? when you break out of jail, what is that? Escape? Yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> but but uh, it's, I tell you what, it's been a day, but I'm here. 
and I'm ready for real talk with Tanya White. Oh, we're ready for you, Mr. Boyd, because <laughs> see, every show that you co-host is the most downloadable show. I'm telling you. It must be oh, well, wonderful. I don't know what it is, man. Everybody loves you. Oh, well, it's, it's, well, Mr. Saint, glory be to God. Glory Amen. be to God. <laughs> so if anybody's liking what they hear and they and their life is challenged and they're making some good decisions based on what you and I say and, and the guests, then all praise to God. Yes. Now go ahead and tell us who you are once again and where they can contact you so they can also book you for one of their shows if somebody has a show out there. Oh, okay. I'll do that. I'm Lothario Boyd, author of The Man's Guide to Finding the Perfect Mate. Uh, the subtitle is The Art of Finding and Keeping a Lasting Relationship. Um, you can purchase the book online at www.gibraltarpublications.com, mm-hmm. and that's G-I-B-R-A-L-T-A-R publications.com. And um, I'd love for you to pick it up. Um, it's going to help men and women because it tells men what to do and it tells women what, your, what their expectation of these men should be. So there's some good brothers out there, but we're going to help make more. Oh, yeah. It's a great book. I concur. <laughs> well, it's on my top you. list. So get it, get it, get it. Look, there you go. We have a brand-new show for everybody at a brand-new time. So okay. we just taking the show higher and higher and higher. And so we're cut it short. I know everybody's okay. gonna say, Aw, but uh but we're gonna we're gonna be more powerful in ninety minutes because we want you to be strong but we won't hold you too long. So and I know on Thursday nights everybody said, Tanya, I love your show and I can never catch it live. I wish it was at another time. So we pushed it back an hour for everybody to get home, get settled. But we didn't want to keep everybody too long because Thursday night, Grey's Anatomy comes on. And <laughs> can't, can't miss that. Oh, my God. And, you know, I'm going to show? both shows. Yeah, oh, my God. Oh, okay. Okay. But Shonda Rhimes, because she is a sister. And right. she writes the most phenomenal uh, shows. So I support her. And I'm trying to get on okay. the show. So I love those okay. shows. So. That's why I've, ne- I've I've never seen it. I've never seen it, but I've heard so many people talk about how how good it is. The and, writing and, is exquisite. That's all I have to say. It's, okay. It's, it's just it's exquisite writing for a drama show that in this day and time. And now now because and because I don't know and now it's like ER that type level. It's like, better than ER. ER. Better than ER. Oh my goodness! Yes. Because, you know, ER kind of centers around not only the lives but the the health issues. But Grey's Anatomy, it really uh, makes the people more real, the characters more real, identifiable. Okay. okay. And, and it's diverse. It's very diverse. Well, yeah, that much. Especially because I know the character, the woman that you just mentioned, I know that she plays a really strong character in the show, too. She's not some token, you know, she has a, a important from my understanding, she has an important role on the show, and she has a very strong character on the show, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I, I love to see characters like that. I just don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah. So. But, you know, I'm a media junkie. I gotta see. Well, yeah, I know you. i yeah. got to diversify, see what people are doing so I can step my game up. So that's why okay. I, I'm a media person. You know, okay. Keep well, up with the and everybody. I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing. <laughs> 
All righty then. All righty. Okay. So, Lothario, we got some new segments on the show now. Did I tell you about that? Uh, you I've may been have on been vacation. And so yeah, and I know you're on spring break, and I'm going to tell you, it's been, you may, you may have mentioned that. I saw your email, okay. but I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I saw it, and I'm, I can't really, I read it, but, you know. You saw it, but you, you didn't see it. You saw it, but I didn't see it. Okay, yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah. That's so fine. I'll take a moment to review it, maybe, and just talk about some of the new things we're going to be talking about and reformat and, yeah. you know, um, how how we're going to continue to empower people's lives, but maybe in a different kind of venue, yeah. different kind of format. We got some, we got so. some new segments. We got the Are You Sig- Serious segment, just crazy current events. Okay. And I know you don't watch TV, but you do watch the news, right? I do. From, okay. I do, so you, when I can catch it. <laughs> oh, Lord, you're a busy man. Well, I, I get most of my news I get from the, the computer because I'm on it so much. Oh, okay. Uh, so I get a lot of the I get a lot of the national stuff. So yeah, I'm pretty abreast of it. I'm yeah. pretty abreast of what's going on. Well, we have but, also a segment boast about your book. Let me tell you, we've got overwhelming responses for that segment. Uh, We're booked up for the next two months. Great, great. Some authors telling great. us about their book, and tonight the author is going to be Dawn Grace Jones. Okay. And she is the author of Cover Me Naked, which wow. is a very interesting book. I'm anxious to talk about that. Cover okay. Me Naked. Cover Me Naked. Cover Me Naked. So I'm okay. just, um, I what a provocative tell us, title. Yes, you know. But mm-hmm. the cover is not really provocative, not like a it's, – it's cute. It's very it's, – I think it's a medical uh, drama, like the ER type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking for something more spicy on the cover. Uh, like, uh, what was the other book? Um, we had a couple of uh, weeks ago. Oh, you, t- um, you talking about Daydon's book? Or, um, um, the Daydon's book was kind of pro- provocative, too. But Well, I, I can't remember. You know, I can't remember. So we have so many great, talented guests. I, sometimes I just can't remember who they are. Yeah. But I'm anxious to talk to her in about seven minutes. And uh, we also have a What a Man segment. People are going to brag about the men in their lives. Okay. To inspire them. And then we're bringing about commentaries this week. And this week is our Much Love moment with Shelby and British. So I'm excited. Right. They are so, I, you know what, they are so inspirational. And they just are, you can feel the chemistry and the, the um, how, they, how they are so connected. Um and I'm I'm going to be honest with you. It, it's just really inspiring for me to know that uh, couples can have that type of intimate. They you know they work so well together. And, um, yeah. It's just it's just confirmation of what some things that you and I already both know. You know yes. about having the right person in your life. Uh, yes, so. and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Are you really ready for a harmonious love? By Dr. Aaron. I hope I get his name right too, Lothario. Turpo. Turpo. Aaron Turpo. Mm-hmm. The Harmonious Way. Let me tell you, I read it in three days. Okay. Oh, my goodness. This is phenomenal. Wow. Tony, how many books do you read a week? I'm, I know it. I'm just, I love reading. Wow. You know? But, you that... know, you have to understand how I grew up. I grew up in a family of stress reading. I mean, we read, we, have time, we had times, we had designated times where we had to do nothing but read. And it was during the time also where 
the World Encyclopedia books came out. So if we wanted to know something, my dad said, you know, look it up and read about it. We didn't right. have computers. Okay. So right. my mom right. read a book a day. My dad read every day. So. Okay. <laughs> That's what so I'm you saying. had no choice but to be a reader, huh? I'm a reader. Okay. I'm a reader, especially if it's a good book. And this is a phenomenal book. You know, you know, it's right up there on my Tanya's top five relationship books. Okay. You know, of course, my number one is relationship reruns. Right, of course. <laughs> Everybody, go get it. Tanya White's book, Relationship Reruns. It's available on her website, www.tanyawhite.com. I'm trying to, I'm doing it from memory now. Yeah. But y'all know what it is. Y'all seen, you, know you get the bulletins. Is. You get the bulletins. Don't act like you don't know. Go get her book. Don't wait. Do it now while we're on commercial. Exactly. Well, well, when we get, not now. Listen to, listen to us right now. But when we go to commercial break, you know how she likes to play her music and, and whatnot. It gives you about three minutes. Go to the yeah. site, order the order the book, and then while you're there, you might as well order how to deal with dip, a difficult woman. She gives you all of these different women type scenarios, and we all know each and every one of these women that she has listed in her book. Go get it. You're not gonna you're not gonna be sorry that you did. And that's all I got to say about that. And listen, and you better go get the man's guide <laughs> for finding the perfect mate, which is on my top five list of relationship books. Awesome. Did you know? Did you notice how Dr. Tripo's um, subtitle was very similar to, to, to mine, A Success listen. Guide to Selecting a Compatible Mate? Listen, let me tell you, you need to connect with him. You read well, this book, you like, what? When did he write this? Did he really, <laughs> did he call me and get notes? Oh, my goodness. Okay. I couldn't put it down. I couldn't put it. And it's like just so reader-friendly, straight to the point. And it's like, okay, yes, you can have harmony in your relationship. So if you're looking for that peace, that harmonious relationship, the love that everyone is longing for, you need to get this book. You need to call in tonight at 347-215-6446. But, Lothario, let's get to you, our Are You Serious moment. And we have a new segment okay. intro for that, which sounds something like this. Are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> oh, that is so my beautiful niece, Marie. <laughs> Put all the kids to work, okay? <laughs> Isn't that cute? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that is. Her that is. I'm gonna play it again. Are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm trying to take the show to the next level, man. All right, nothing <laughs> wrong with that, boo. Nothing wrong with that. I was still waiting for Radio One to call us now. Listen, you know, you we gotta wait patiently. But my, are you serious? Crazy current event is okay. uh, Levi Johnston. He's on Tyra Banks Monday. You know who he is? Levi Johnston. No, I don't. Sarah Palin's, Sarah Palin's daughter's baby daddy. Yes. Oh yes. my goodness. I know exactly who he is. Who he is. I just have to have Emery say it one more time. Are you serious? He is going around. Are you serious? Are you serious? Oh my goodness. Lothario, it's like, I think the boy is you, a little disturbed. Are you serious that you didn't know that they were going to act a fool when you right. broke away from their little entourage? Oh, so yeah. Now he's telling all his story, and he's going to be on Tara, and he's also giving advice to men and single dads, and I just have to say it one more time. Are you serious? Are you serious, Levi Johnston? 
What kind of advice are you going to give to to me? Yeah, what can he do? I, I mean, did not know he's a dropout, too. He's a high school dropout. How are you going to drop out in Alaska? I don't understand that. <laughs> so are you serious? Emory made that point. Are you serious? Let's go right. on, Levi Johnston. Let's but go back to school. <laughs> look at the fact that he's still getting his 15 minutes, though. Well, he's you know, Sarah Palin minutes. doesn't understand why he's doing all this and why he's just trying to get famous. He's telling outright lies, and, you know, she doesn't know why he's doing this just to get ahead. And oh, wow, I just got to okay. say to Sarah, are you serious, too? Because that's what you did, too. Exactly. I mean, you know, I think we have a tendency to kind of forget about Alaska and Hawaii oh, because they're so, because, you know, geographically they're just so disconnected. Oh. But I'm, I'm really concerned about a state that's being governed by a person like that. That her views, the way she looks at things, I'm like, you guys voted her in there? Are you again, Are you serious? Are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, really. Let's have Emery say it one more time. <laughs> that is so sweet. Are you serious? <laughs> that is so Are you cute. serious? All right, Lothario, that's just one of our new segments we're going to have every week. <laughs> and just crazy, I crazy things it. that are happening. <laughs> and Emery's going to be working every week. <laughs> <laughs> I love my niece Emery. I love her, and I put her to work every week. Uh, but we are now to our boast about our book with Miss Don Grace Jones Lothario, and I'm just going to click her on so she can tell us about this very, very interesting book. Come okay. naked. Hello, Miss Don Jones, and welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Hello. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you for coming on the show. Yes, Hello, I'm Dawn. glad to How be here. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, doing great. Yes, yes. that is uh, my co-host, Lothario Boy. Okay. And we are interested <laughs> in your book. So before you yeah. get started, just tell us who you are and then tell us why we need to get Cover Me Naked. Okay, I am Dawn Grace Jones. I'm a child of the king, and I'm married to... Uh, T.J. Jones, and I'm the mother of three children. I'm a registered nurse. I'm also an attorney, and I'm wow. a first-time author. Wow. Wait a minute. Don't, 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 don't pass that. Don't, Wait a minute. Yes, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you serious? Yes, ma'am. Are yes. you serious? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. A registered she's, nurse she's, and an she's, attorney. Look, she's like this. She's like, okay, first I'm going to save your life. <laughs> then I'm gonna take. You, uh, then I'm gonna represent you in court when you sue the person who threatened your life, and then I'm gonna write about it. That's right. <laughs> that is okay. fabulous. Okay. Wow. Like, yes, thank you. Love so education. Much. Yes, mm. I really mm. do. And um, I'm a first-time author. Congratulations. But, um, thank you. When I when I you know I I've been writing. I'm one of those people like most authors. I've been writing all my life something, and uh, started off like many writing poems. Uh-huh. Um, you know, in elementary school for the school and, and occasions for the family, writing something. And right. actually, Cover Me Naked, um, I consider it a novella right now because I'm, I'm working on the full-length novel, and I'm going to tell you how this happened. Cover Me Naked, um, when I was in law school, I used to write for me. I wrote a lot of poems. I would just write. And I didn't have a computer. I had a brother's word processor. Oh, okay. Because I didn't, couldn't afford a computer. And I had my little word processor. And you can do 20 pages, and you had to open up a new file. Oh, okay. So I had, like, three files open, and I was just 
typing away. And I would get calls from other students, you know, just to talk about school or whatever. Only a few uh, uh, people of color were in my school because I graduated in 91 from the University of Miami, and it just, there weren't many of us. Right. And they, we would try to stick together. And, and I was working in the ER almost full-time at the time, so it was kind of rough. And um, they would call me to talk, and I would be busy just pecking but talking. And, they, and one time this person called me and said, Dawn, what are you doing that's so important that you can't listen to me? I said, I'm listening. They said, read whatever you have in front of you. And I started reading my writing. Mm-hmm. And I started getting calls to read. They would say, turn on your word processor and read. I said, okay. And I'd turn it on and read. So it was after a couple of years of I graduated and a couple of years later, Dawn, you got to do something with this. Well, I didn't know what to do. And I had a, a friend that owned a bookstore. Uh, she asked me to have her mother read it. She read it and loved it, the manuscript, mm-hmm. Cover Me Naked. And her mother read it. And her mother's very critical and serious and strict, so I was very nervous. And she told me it was a good read. It was a very good read. She loved it, and she wanted one of the first copies. So I said, okay. But unfortunately and unexpectedly, her mother died like in two or three days after mm. she told me that. So mm. I felt compelled to get this in, in a book, a form, mm. some sort of something that I can get it out because she told me how good it was. And I, I did. I self-published. And I started, I did book clubs. I started doing book clubs, and people just loved it, such that one lady wanted to work with me. She said, I'll be your publicist. I said, okay. And she did for a while. I did Barnes & Noble and all these other little, I did a lot of small bookstores, and then I did, um, Barnes & Noble was the largest bookstore I'd done. And I did a lot of book clubs. Well, we did that for a couple of years, and then we slowed down because I got so busy in my practice. Mm-hmm. And um, about a year ago, some friends of mine, they were like, Dawn, what are you doing with your stuff? you got to get this stuff going, and you got to do more. And I'm like, okay, my book, Cover Me Naked, is about uh, the main character is Maggie. Maggie is graduating from nursing school, so she's coming out into the world. She has to get re- reacclimated to her home environment which is a big deal, that kind of transition uh, back home, uh, the little girl but yet the young woman, that kind of thing she's going Mm -hmm. through. But she's a nurse, so jobs come easy. She gets a job. She's very smart, so she's like tops on her floor doing her thing. But then, you know, she has these other nurses, Clara and Sheila, and they just refuse to be team players. They individually decide to go down separate paths to try to make her miserable. Wow. Uh, Sheila has this selfish greed for money and men, and Clara is just as antagonistic but with racial undertones. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew is a resident doctor there who falls in love with her, and it's good except that Maggie has an ex-boyfriend, Bill, who mm-hmm. isn't quite ready to let her go. Mm-hmm. So you have different characters there showing that each person in your life, you determine how you live or die. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the lessons in the book is that we all have to grow and move forward. You know, mm-hmm. we don't have choices all the time as to who we fall in love with or who falls in love with us. But mm-hmm. it's important that we have priorities and we have to be willing to let go and release what belongs in the past. All of this comes out in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it has issues such as HIV, wow. suicide, adultery, jealousy, 
all these things come out in the book. And I consider it an inspirational book but a love story, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the theme, the, the title, Cover Me Naked, and, it, and everybody, oh, Cover Me Naked, they think it's going to be like this X-rated book. Well, it's not, but it's, it's, it's you oh, know. you ruined it for us. <laughs> but it has life. It's a book about life. So I'm not going to say some of the scenes aren't, you know, things people do. You know, um, and I say it that way because I don't want to let it out, but Mm -hmm. it's a book about life. So, no, I wouldn't want a 12-year-old to read it. But at the same time, it it is is not, you can't, don't judge. Let's not judge each other in the book. You know, it's that kind of thing. Everybody makes mistakes. But Mm -hmm. the title, Cover Me Naked, what it means is to cover me, cover me with your presence, Mm -hmm. be my friend. Be, be in my company, teach me, be around me, cover me with you, but naked, be transparent, no yeah. deceit, no Ooh. lies, remove the mask. And the main character, Maggie, has that way about her. And so in the book you see how she gets through obstacles, over obstacles around them uh, because of her personality, because she knows how to do that. And yeah, um, well, you well, you know, when 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 Tanya mentioned the title of your book, Naked, I did when she said cover me naked, I didn't think about na- a, a naked body. The, right. I I thought about naked in terms of my being vulnerable, being exposed. Right. Okay. And um and when it says co- it was basically protect me. Okay. You know, watch right. over me. That that's so the way that I think. You're well, I there, man. The Dawn. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking about the other. I'm just oh, you were there, about. right? You were there. <laughs> okay, the other way, and so <laughs> you know, and, and, like and, I it, <laughs> and I said it was provocative because it's very catchy. Yeah, um, it's very catchy, and it it brings to mind images. But uh, I mean, in terms of um, cover me naked, it's just just the um, just the way the words are put together. It's very compelling. That's that, and that's what I meant. Um, I didn't really start thinking about the – I didn't really consider, like, cover – I didn't really think about the physical stuff and, you know, that, that's real, really not really. Sweet. Okay. Well, you know, know where my mind do. is, Don, right now. <laughs> that's okay. I'm still going to be the world, Tanya. I'm, I'm just trying to be a renaissance man. That's all. I'm just trying to be a renaissance man, you know, expand my thinking. that, Lothario, too. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, hey, yeah. Dawn, now tell mm-hmm. us, you donated some books, and those who go to TanyaWhite.com through mm-hmm. the contact page or shoot us an email, Real Talk with Tanya White, will get a, a copy of this awesome book. But tell us where else we can get it or how we can keep in contact with you because our 10 minutes, 10 minutes are gone, Dawn. I'm sorry. Okay. You can get the book from my site, www.dawngracejones.com, and there it's actually discounted, and we'll get out a um, an autographed copy, yes. a signed copy. Um, it's also on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It can be ordered. Um, it's, it's on all those on online stores. Most of the, the major stores have it. Um, but um, I'd love, you know, to, to get you a discounted, copy, yes. uh, price copy from, from my website, and you can go there, dawngracejones.com. You can contact me. I have a Yahoo email address. It's dawnjones23. Mm-hmm. I still wish I was 23 oh. at com. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not. <laughs> I, I know, saying, right? Not today. But 23, I was straight crazy, Dawn, so I don't <laughs> want to go back there. Um, hey, Dawn, we're yes. going to have you back since you are a registered nurse and 
an attorney, which is just continues oh, to blow my mind. Um, yeah, we're gonna come back and we're gonna have you back. But you can you can also if you're on the Real Talk with Tanya White uh, uh-huh. show page, you can uh-huh. click her book and order it directly from Amazon. But remember, she sent some complimentary copies to Real Talk with Tanya White. So if you make a comment or say, Tanya, I want that book, be the first three, and we'll send you one. Hey, Dawn, you've been fantabulous today. Thank you. You guys have been great. And I thank you for having me on the show. No problem. We will have you back again. Please, I'd love to come back and give whatever information I can give about any topic. I know. <laughs> hey, you are every woman, okay? Listen to you. And RN. But we're we're grateful, and we look forward to having you again, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank and, you. And thank, you thank you. Thank you, sir. And I'll talk to you guys another time. Okay, okay. then bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, Lothario. Yes. Yeah, you are very, very insightful. I, I didn't even think about that. It shows you where my mind is. Well, no, no. Uh, it, when I again, when I thought about it, it reminded me of um, how when remember in Genesis where God said that Adam and Eve stood before each other and they were naked and unashamed. Yeah, so I make that kind. I make that kind of uh, that connotation. You know, I I equate nakedness with vulnerability. Um, and sometimes I do too, but I saw this book. I was like, "Wow, this is gonna be steamy." But <laughs> see, I, see, I haven't seen it. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't really see the cover or anything like that. Oh. So you know, I, I. So when she's cover, you know, yeah. cover me naked. I, I was like, it can't. It's got to be more to it than than that. But mm-hmm. even in the naked, you know, even a naked body is a an exposed body, a vulnerable body, mm-hmm. you know. And so you, what you want to do is you want to, mm-hmm. you know, you want to cover it to protect it. That's, maybe not for me. Make me make me look like I wasn't. No, no, no. Man wasn't in the gun. No, here's what happened. She just caught me at the right moment. At the right <laughs> moment. Any, she caught me at the right. At any other time, I'd be like, "Girl, that sounds kind of hot." <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. But hey, Lucario, we're yes, almost ma'am. to our much love moment in about two minutes. Okay. We're going to take a brief <laughs> commercial break and then bring right. on uh, Block Talk's Shelby. wonderful couple. I love them. Yes. I love yes. them, Lucario. They're wonderful. All right, so we're going to take a commercial break, and then we're going to bring them back on, okay? All right, I'll be here. All right. Okay. Man, what's going on, Jermaine, man? I'm looking for the quartet hour today, man. Man, I know, but we got to call Randy, man, so he know to do this interview. Let's call him. All right, man, let's do that right now, man. Hello? Man, what are you doing? What? Spike who? Spike 
Spike Spielberg is bringing Hollywood to the Queen City. Y'all haven't heard of him. We like y'all know him. You better know him. You better know. You better recognize. You can check out Spike Spielberg live from the director's chair weeknights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Skibo Fence. S-K-E-E-B-O-F-I-L-M-S. Or log on to www.spikespielberg.com for more information. All right, and we're back to Real Talk with Tanya White. Lothario, you there? I am right here. All right, well, we're going to bring on our couple for our much-loved moment, which I am so excited about tonight. So welcome once again to Real Talk with Tanya White, Shelby and British Hill. Hello. Hello, Hello. Tanya. Hello. How Tanya. are you? And hi, Lothario. Nice well, to you. Hello, Mr. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Hill. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Oh, we're great. We're doing good. Well, we're good. Tonight. Y'all are having a good show. Oh, you know, well, thank you. Talked about uh, all kind of stuff, you know, being vulnerable, naked. You know, <laughs> you know how we do in real talk. It's real That's talk. Not, you know how we That's get down. Real you know talk on real talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, how are you? Oh, go ahead, Lothario. I was going to ask you, with a name like British Hill, uh-huh. I know before you got married, it's kind of like Lothario. You was like, what's your name? British. British yeah. Hill. Is that, I mean, did you did you work it like that back in the day? I did. To be honest with you, I did. For most of my life, well, not most, the early years while I was a, a young girl, very young, I didn't like my name at all because it made me different. And my, mm. I used to ask my mother, why would you name me British? I was like in 10th, maybe 5th grade and 6th grade That's because it made me different. I wanted to be named Denise or Sharon or something like that. <laughs> and right about high school, I got real comfortable being named British. Um, <laughs> Because I liked being different by then. You know how that is. Right, you right. Kind of look, you know, smell yourself, feel yourself a little bit because you right, know right. all the other Cathy's in school. So mm-hmm. um, today I love it, though. It, it does. It's, it's different. Did that Did that really strike you, Shelby, when, she, when the first time she told you what her name was? You were like, British? Okay. You know what? There might be something going on here. It, it, it did. <laughs> it, it absolutely did. And if you know British and you know her vibe, she did have it kind of like she was going, had it going on, so, you know, uh-huh. British, you know, like, oh, I, I need to know her. <laughs> he is funny. I, Actually. I definitely I, need to know her. That's, that's how it was. She's so cute. Actually, I never say I'm British because it just complicates things. I always say my name is British. Oh, I got you. I got you. I say I'm British. People are like, excuse me, you're what? You're British. You know, I'm like, my name is British. So, anyway. Uh, like, well, you really don't have much of an accent, do you? No, not at all. And, and coming from the south side of Chicago is real good. Oh, wow. That's where you get that name from. But when I, married, when I found my husband, married my husband, and then he put Hill on the back of it, I thought it was just even better. I know. That made it hot, didn't it? <laughs> Hospitality. So I love having guests. Uh, I wish I could oh, say the whole show, but you're for our much love moment, Mr. and Mrs. Hill. What you got for us today? Well, since we're talking about wedding bells and, and, and all these wonderful things, uh, April is the season. Yeah. People to run run to the altar and, mm-hmm. and, and get married, and they're not quite sure why they're getting married. They just feel like right. <laughs> needs to be going on. Uh, Bruce and I talked about a couple of things that were important. Well, the, the, well, the main thing, we're just going to share a couple of pointers under that, but the main thing to uh, rushing and walking to the altar, 
as opposed to uh, establishing a, a, a lifetime bond with someone is you truly want to make sure that you are marrying right. And what I mean by that is, you know, you want to understand the person and, and every aspect of that person that you are involved with as best you can. Um, and, and that's how you marry right. You know, you ask questions. You ask those uncomfortable questions. You get involved. You kind of get, you know, you get enmeshed in, in, in with one another to understand the person that you're involved with uh, to determine if you are marrying right. So a couple of things to, to identify in that is um, when you're involved with someone, uh, when you're married, you know, there's a lot of things, Tanya and Lothario, that we don't talk about off the top, you know, that we don't really get into. And, you know, some things we do, like intimacy and sex, mm-hmm. and we think we understand what she needs or what he needs. And the truth of the matter is, Intimacy and sex can be interpreted totally can be interpreted totally different by the by the two of you. Mm-hmm. Right. So those are things, and it's one of those values that it's important for two people to understand how they are important to one another. Because intimacy can mean one thing to to me, it can mean one thing to her. Um, it can be different for both for both parties. So it's important to understand each other's interpretation and be certain that you can actually meet those needs for that person. Um, while you you know talking about other values that make up your relationship. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I also wanted to add, you know, one of the things and when Shell and I were, you know, we were talking about what your topic or your subject um was or, you know, is for tonight's show, Tanya, about um the wedding season coming up and, you know, people walking or running and, you know, Whatever, however you're getting there, um, I felt like, and it could be after, you know, a couple of years of a courtship or maybe five sure. years or maybe it was just a couple of months, whatever the case may be. But I do believe that, you know, one of the most important things I think as well is that you and your partner um, have some real conversations about real things that will matter after you get married. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I believe that you really um, need to talk about these things before you get married. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that sometimes couples, you know, try to avoid certain conversations like money, you know, each other's views and values around money. Um, you, sometimes they don't even talk about whether or not children are a part of the equation um, or are important to them. Um, how they're going to merge the family, you know, just exactly what it's going to mean now, you know, that, you know, you become the stepmother or the stepfather. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even conversations around faith and what that's going to look like, whether or not you both are, you know, yoked with the same faith or maybe you come together with separate faith, um, but you love one another and exactly how you're going to, you know, be able to merge that. So if, if you have these conversations very early on, I believe, quite frankly, early on in the courtship, even before. Now, obviously, the conversations will evolve and get deeper and deeper the longer the, you know, the, you know a, a, a week turns into a month and then suddenly you've been dating a few months. Well, I do believe that the conversation does need to evolve. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that you need to either be having these conversations now. If you haven't, it's not too late. Just start that dialogue now before you get married. Or better Still, if you are early in your relationship and you do feel that it might be leading to a permanent courtship, and, you know, men and women, you can, you can kind of tell. Sometimes it don't work out that way, but you have a connection that maybe it might. Well, start sharing your thoughts and views on things like money, children, uh, faith, 
uh, early on so that it doesn't just blow up in your face after you get married and nobody talked about uh, they, that you know, your, your man never shared with you that he doesn't agree with separate bank accounts. You know, mm-hmm. you need right. to know that before you mm-hmm. get married. Right. So that's that's really the big thing I, I wanted to share tonight, that if you're about to get married or you think you might have found the one that you're going to be getting married to, that you need to start having real talk, real conversations around real topics that will absolutely make a difference once you get married. Don't hide from it. And that is what most people do because they want the wedding. They don't yeah. care anything about the marriage in some instances. Been getting a lot of emails, people being married less than a year, saying I'm having problems. I'm thinking you had these problems before. Yep. What is different now? Yep. <laughs> That's so true. It's very true. Let me ask you this, uh, Shelby and British. I, I uh, Tanya, I, I, I haven't had a chance to tell you this, but I do a relationship segment on um, a cast radio show here in Greensboro now. And, um, <clears throat> you know, he uh, with his uh, Buster Brown 97.1 QMG here in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, and it's a huge market. But um, the question that we talked about last last week was, uh, what's the average time that um, people take to go from from meeting to marriage? And the general consensus seems seem, seem to be about two years. How Shelby and British, how long did it take you guys – how long after you met um, did it take you to actually get married once, you know, you decided that this is something that you wanted to do? And in, in your experience, what seems to be, if there is one, what seems to be the average amount of time people – I know we have the exceptions where some people get married in three months and then some people take ten years. Right. But as a general rule, uh, what, what, has, what has your experience been in terms of how long people wait to but get married? Ariel must have been – must be in our head, honey. He said they talked about two years. I know, two the years. That, that's exactly what it was for us. <laughs> Actually, okay. Exactly two years. We, 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 dated, we dated for a year. We got engaged for a year. Yep, and then we got married the following year. Well, okay. so y'all didn't rush to the altar after y'all got engaged? You, you just know, to have a we wedding? almost did. I mean, <laughs> it was, but, you know, it, it was, I guess it, the, the connection was so strong that I yes, mean, it, it definitely could have happened. But the beautiful thing about British and I is that we had, and this is why we can talk about, this could be a show within itself, we had the conversations about the, the, the values, the, the finances, the different bank accounts, you know, single parent or being a parent or, you know, all. We had many, many conversations about all those intricate things because we wanted to marry once and we wanted to make sure that we were marrying the right person. And then yeah. we wow. work through, you know, whatever challenges that we may be facing that we would be evenly yoked as a partnership, as a couple, to to be able to overcome those challenges or have those successes together. So, so it, y'all it was looking for harmony, and that's what we're going to talk about later on in the show. That's y'all right. waited, you had those conversations, and I want to yep. encourage everybody, you need to talk. A lot of people are not talking. They're, yep. they're, they're spitting out words. No, people have that feeling, and then they, they just, you know, they run, run with, with it. it. Yep, they run with it. And they run into trouble. Hey, my lovely couple from Blog Talk, much love. Thank you, We Tanya. have been blessed. All right, Lucario. So Always a pleasure. Always. Shelby British, thank you so much. Y'all keep doing it, man. Keep bringing it. I thank love you it. So much. You encourage me so much. <laughs> we appreciate you. We'll right, talk to you good. next second Thursday. 
Yes, okay. ma'am. Have a great night. Okay, you, you too. Thank to. you. Bye-bye. All right. Hey, Lucario. Yes, ma'am. That, that's a great segue into our, our topic for the evening. I mean, you are the queen of that. See how you just brought that in like that? Hey, listen, you know, I'm a facilitator. i got to facilitate the show. And we have, I believe, our guest for the evening online. And I hope I get his name right. If not, I know he's going to gently correct me, Dr. Aaron (laughs) Terpo. He has written the book, The Harmonious Way, A Success Guide to Selecting a Compatible Mate. And let me tell you, it's just not just for singles. It's for married. It's for people who have been divorced, who are divorcing, because this book is now have, has become my Bible for relationships, besides my book, Relationship Reruns. Of this course. book, <laughs> of course, is of course. <laughs> a very easy read. It's truthful, and it gets right to the root of some issues that, like Shelby and British said, that we don't talk about. So let's welcome to the show Dr. Aaron Turpo, I believe. If not, he's going to correct me. Hello, Doctor. Hey, what's up? How are you Hello. all doing? Doing are... fine, Doctor. How are you doing? Great, great. I can't believe how you pronounced my name. Is it right? Yes, you did. Oh. <laughs> I, said it first, though. I said it first, though. I just want to go on record as saying I said it first. So that's all really right. where she got it from. Listen, he, she he, just copied me. He is uh, exaggerating. I have been <laughs> practicing all week. Okay? But listen, before we get started, tell our audience who you are because I want to dive right into this awesome book, which is my Bible, as I said right now, my Bible sure. for relationships. Sure. My name is Dr. Aaron Turpo. I am a relationship counselor, uh, also known as the Black Love Doctor here in the ATL. Oh. And wow. that's what I do. Yeah. I do uh, couples, uh, date coaching, all that type of stuff in, in private practice here in Atlanta. Well, listen, I can see why from reading this book in three days, I couldn't put it down. Oh, good. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It was so truthful to the point, and everybody needs this book. Now, doctor, give us five myths that contribute to disharmony before we get into how we create harmony. Because a lot of relationships. I can just kind of just go off the top of my head. I don't know if it will be five, but I'll just start naming some. Go ahead. Okay. um, Let me think here. One is... um, some people think that all we need is love, mm-hmm. okay? Um, that would be a myth. I call them unhealthy love tracks, things that we get programmed with. You know how tracks on the CDs get programmed? Yeah. We mm-hmm. get programmed with these tracks early on growing up based on what we saw, what we hear and see on uh, TV and things that we experience. And one of those is that all we need is love. Mm-hmm. You know, usually when I'm uh, doing premarital counseling, um, I'll ask the couple. I already know what they're going to say, but I asked them. <laughs> say, uh, so why are you getting married? Now, if we were playing Family Feud, what do you think the number one uh, answer that the survey would say? Survey says we love each other. Exactly. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and then the violins start playing and the birds start chirping right there in my office. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, love is necessary, uh, but it's not enough. Mm-hmm. You need more than love. You need uh, compatibility. And that's why I wrote uh, the book. You need commitment, you need communication, but compatibility is why I wrote the book because it's real important. The question is not so much do you love each other, but can you live together, mm-hmm. you know, in the, for the long haul? That, that's an important question. And why, yeah. do, why do you think people don't ask that question? Are we compatible? Because they're just wrapped up in the moment. They're oh, feeling all the, the thrill yeah. of the new, you know, the thrill of the new thing. That's another one of those myths uh, 
that we all a lot of us have is that romance or mm-hmm. lust equals love. Mm-hmm. Now I confess I was guilty of that one. I mean, as long as we all were. As long as homegirl was fine, I was in love, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's real talk, Doc. That's real talk. Yeah. <laughs> and so, or, you know, people say, oh, the brother's getting paid, I'm in love, or mm-hmm. that type of thing. So, but really, that's not, those things, those are just things that excite or infatuate, and people are thrilled by the newness of a relationship. You know, they feel all giddy and, and these types of things, because it's a new stimulus, and all new stimuluses excite, get a, a drastic response at first. But with repeated exposure, uh, you'll start you'll start having that feeling less and less. And then you'll start hearing people say things, well, I'm starting to fall out of love. You know, I love you, but I'm not in love with you, whatever that means. But then, you know, <laughs> and they'll start, right. this uh, thrill and this excitement will start waning, which is natural when you have a new stimulus. Repeated exposures, it will start waning, but you'll start, people will start saying things like, I don't love you anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you never really loved the person in the first place. Right. <laughs> because love is something that grows, something yes. that you need to have over time where yes. you feel like you have each other's back and we built a team. That's Love is really something that grows, not first sight. I'm not one who believes in that first sight. Look, Dr. Turpo, um, I've been doing a little research um, and on the clinical side, like some of the physical changes that, that, that happen. Um, like I know that the the woman well we all we we both men and women secrete a hormone called oxytocin when we're touched, uh-huh. and I know that in the presence of estrogen it creates the cuddle response, and that it's a and that response is conditional. So a person will, uh, particularly a woman, will want when she sees the person that she's in a relationship with, she will want to cuddle, um, even just from seeing him, even when he doesn't touch her. And then there are also endorphins that you know cause the this euphoric response. Um, so how how much of what we experience that those feelings in a relationship are actually actually physiological as opposed to just what's going on in our head? Oh yeah, a lot of them. You know, you know, I have women come up to me all the time. It's like, man, you really got my oxytocin going. You know, I'm just going. I'm just joking with you, but anyway. <laughs> but uh, a lot of it is uh, physical uh, responses. Um, you know, attraction is not a conscious choice. Mm. Okay, so I'll repeat that. Attraction is not a conscious choice. Certain things, certain cues, what we see, visual cues, audio cues, certain things actually hit our buttons and we become attracted to people and we have all these emotions and feelings going on inside us and then we mistake, oftentimes we'll mistake those feelings with love. But really, sometimes it's sexual chemistry, mm-hmm. attract, attraction and that type of thing. And we just get all flustered and we think, oh man, I'm in love. But it's not, that's not really what love is. That's just uh, attraction or chemistry and what have you. Yeah. And it's deprivation because sometimes when we're deprived of love or if we haven't been in a relationship for a long time, just the newness again, right? that like speeds up all those uh, feelings. Yeah, and then that, because it can be strong and powerful, uh, we can, you know, like you're saying, these uh, chemicals will start rushing through our body and then we say, oh, it must be love. Mhm. No, you're just on a dopamine high, is what we exactly. say. <laughs> you just addicted. You just a yeah. drug addict. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's funny you should say that because that's one of the analogies I use. That um, what love is, love relationship is. Uh, a love relationship is uh, actually like a drug addiction. It's an addiction. Mhm. Now, if it's a good re- 
if it's a good relationship, then it's a good addiction. If it's a, a positive relationship, it's a good addiction. Mm-hmm. But if it's a but if it's a bad relationship, then it's a bad addiction. Yes. And everything that's good to you ain't good for you. Not at all. Right. Not right. at all. And so it's some you. people we don't need to be hooked up with, and that's why a lot of people when they try to leave those people, they start having withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. and that's when the bust your windows at your car. Let me tell you, if you don't have this book, you need to get it. But if you have any questions, call 347-215-6446. But there, you, you have any more questions? I well, I, well I, I do. I wanted to go again back to, you know, part of the re- – some relationships are very stressful, and <clears> – <throat> And, you know, and I, I want to, and again, because this is an area that I'm just learning about and reading about, I know that stress causes the release of a, a, adrenaline. It causes, stimulates the adrenal gland to secrete adrenaline. And, and, and doctor, is it, is it the buildup of this? Because that's it's a response to our fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. And as that, as that hormone builds up in our body and we don't have a way to release it, we look for, is it, does it become an anti, I mean, an um, a oxidant? Does it, um, is it, permeates our system and we don't have a way to release it. Um, and then when no, we... No, there's so, a way to know, release you know, it. You know how people fight? <laughs> you know how people fight and then they have makeup sex? Is that, yeah. what, is that, what, is that what happens? Oh, so they man, get, I tell you, my wife is a great stress reliever for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's I'm that encouraged. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged by that. It's, I mean, it's so well. I just want to go to sleep every time. Oh, <laughs> Because you have a harmonious marriage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's an oxytocin addict. I can, I can honestly say this. I've never had a bad orgasm, for sure. Is there Isn't that a paradox? <laughs> <I'm> like, <Yeah. laughs> How can you have that? That's like one I've never had night. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, where can I get that book? <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. This book is off the chain. I'm telling you the harmonious way. Get it, get it, get it, Doctor. I'm a, can I call you Doctor T? Yeah, that's my nickname. How'd you know that? Because uh, my name is Tanya, and everybody says calls me Doctor as a nickname. So oh, I'm okay. trying to go get my PhD eventually. Okay. So that go encourages me if I call you Doctor T. Yeah, call me Doctor T. That's <laughs> what I call me. Okay. I like now, it. Call me Doctor T. Doctor T. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so funny. He's so funny. Listen, <laughs> how can we create this harmonious relationship so we can get? Great stress relievers in our right. <laughs> Lord knows well. her brother needs it. <laughs> help me, doctor. Help me. <laughs> well, what you need to do first step, you got to uh, get in touch with who you are. Mm-hmm. And then once you're in touch with who you are, uh, then you can make better decisions about the type of mate who will be compatible with you. Yes. And so, what the book does, rather than just kind of vaguely and amorphously say. Uh, get in touch with who you are and get to know yourself. I actually give you exercises where you can actually do that. Great exercises at that, which I have been using for years before I even read the book. Oh, okay. And I well, talk cool. singles, so. All right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> right. As, as one who hasn't read the book yet, what would be an example of that? Uh, well, I have charts and exercises with yeah. questions, uh, questions about your viewpoint on, like, finances, 
uh, your personality, how you feel about things like education. My personal uh, favorite, Dr. T, is my dream partner's characteristics list. Right, right. So after you get in touch with who you are, then, you wanna, then you're in a better place to make that mm-hmm. dream partner characteristic list where yeah. you list out all the different characteristics of things that you want that person to have and things that you don't want them to have. Mm-hmm. I myself I had like 42 characteristics, and I carried it around in my wallet. Mm-hmm. And then I pass a clipboard. I fold it, unfold, and I pass a clipboard out on a date, and I say, "Please fill this out." I'm joking. I didn't say. It. I was gonna say so it. Funny. <laughs> I'm telling you, what? his book is hilarious. I'm telling you. Well, I thought, well, isn't he bad? What kind of date he, is he on? <laughs> um, no, but really though, it is. I would read the. I would read the list, you know, um, before I go out on a date, and then I kind of covertly interview people. Mm-hmm. And and that's what you do. And you come home, you kind of evaluate and use the exercises and charts that I have in the book. It's not only a book; it's kind of like a workbook that helps helps you guide guide you through the process, so that you're making a smart choice rather than an emotional um, choice when you're uh, picking someone. Yes. Okay. Yes, smart. It's all about investing that time and not rushing. This makes you be more intentional. Yes, and that's okay. we have to make smarter choices. Mm-hmm. You know, I get tired of hearing. Um, about people who are um, making bad choices and, you know, hearing about the negative demographics of families, particularly black families where you have like 70% of kids born out of wedlock. And hearing of these uh, broken families, I get tired of uh, hearing all this stuff. So to me, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. We could prevent, Rather than why trying to heal all these families, it's better to make smart decisions up front. Proactive instead of reactive wow. has been exactly. my philosophy for years. Exactly. Oh, oh. Well, Dr. Turco, let me ask you this now. Um, how important is it that your mate be able to blend with your family? I mean, because, you know, a lot of, a lot of people say, well. He talks about in the book, too. Right. You know, a lot of us say, well, this is our relationship. You know, your mother shouldn't really be involved in what we do and all of this kind of stuff. But, I mean, what is a healthy balance, you know, uh, what, would, what would a healthy interaction between a person's mate and your the person's family be what what would it look like well what i say in the book and i still feel is true is that it's uh when you marry somebody you have to also pay attention to their family and how that person interacts with their family mm-hmm. because when when you do marry them you will become their family and if they're right. not if they're having problems with their family take note because you'll be their family and will they be having problems with you mm. and so mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. you know pay attention to those things those are going to be cues uh, now, outside of that, it depends on the relationship. Uh, some people uh, don't interact with their families, and rather than judge them, we have to really kind of question and figure out why that is. Um, mm-hmm. And if they don't interact with their families that much, then you probably won't have uh, too much problems with interacting with their family because they just won't be around. But if they do interact with their family, um, then you do have to ask yourself, can I get along, can I be a part of this family because now this family is going to be my family. Right, right. So um, it's for each different um, couple, you really have to examine it. The main thing is don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. Don't close your eyes. Pay attention. Uh, Watch how that person interacts with their family. That will tell you a lot. And then also just kind of watch their family just to see if uh, this is something that you can be a part of. Mm Okay. Okay. Because the information I give um, to people, Tanya, and it's, it's interesting that, um, and it's apparently this is a relationship truth because I tell people when you meet, but for him being a man, I'd say if you had a woman 
who doesn't have a lot of friends and doesn't get along with her family, you might want to watch that because there's a <laughs> there's an interpersonal thing going on with her that you need to explore, and you need to really see a person with their family. I tell people that they can help it to not commit to a relationship before they see that person interact with their family or friends yeah. because it will give you insight into who they are and why they are the way they are. Right. Um, right. So... I, you know, so apparently the doc had read my book first and kind of extrapolated <laughs> that. I'm okay yeah. with that, Dr. Turple. I'm okay with that. Okay. And you do what you have to do. You know, all right. we just, you know, it's all family, so I'm all right okay. with that. But, but, right. but you just legitimize how important it is for fam, for your your perspective mate to get along with your family. But what, what, what about with friends? Um, you know, people, yeah. close people who may not necessarily be in the family. Yeah, well, it depends what kind of friends you have. I mean, you might have <laughs> some <Right>. friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, not need... those kind of friends. I mean, like, <laughs> like, 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 you know, like, I, you know, like, I, let's say if I have like three, three or four guy friends who, for whatever reason, and she doesn't like any of them, uh-huh. is that something that I should take note of? Or yeah, definitely you know, take note of that and decide whether or not. Uh, you're willing to give up those friends to be in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, because um, if not, then you don't need to be wasting her time or your time. And then, but if you are willing to give them up, um, then, you know, you just have to ask, it's a priority thing. Mm-hmm. The reason why I sound so harsh on this and so strong is because oftentimes I have seen people uh, who weren't willing to, in my practice, who weren't willing to give up relationships with their their friends, and usually a lot of people usually are reasonable. They're not gonna. They don't want to ask you to give up your relationship with your friends. But when they do, mm-hmm. it's for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, maybe the friends are like weed heads, or you know, sleep around and and try. Or to have even tried to come on to her. Oh yeah, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Well, I, I've seen the opposite sometimes because the, the women are so broken and they want to control the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the friends uh, represent a life before them, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and they want that person totally to themselves. Yeah, that's unreasonable. That's irrational, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, you have to pay attention when people make irrational, unreasonable demands mm-hmm. uh, like that. Uh, sometimes some people who are very controlling and aggressive can be like cult leaders. They want to separate you from your family and friends, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. dangerous. Very dangerous. And then the yeah. next thing you next thing you know, you're drinking Kool Aid with the arsenic. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? Go ahead. A lot of a lot of men and women um, think by compromise they call themselves compromising. You know, like for instance, if you used to if you play ball. Okay, like I'm an artist, and and if I were to say, well. I don't draw as much as I used to draw because she says it takes too, takes up too much time, so I had to take my, my artboard down. And, you know, it's been about four months since I've done anything, you know. Now, it's, now I wouldn't do that, but just for the sake of, for the sake of argument. Um, what is that? Am I being, am I compromising or am I, is that something that's detrimental to me as, as a person? Well, again, here's the reason why you need to, um, take the time out and uh, really think through who you're hooking up with because in the book I talk about the harmonious way is that the reason uh, that we're here is to express our true note, to be mm-hmm. what we were created to be. 
And okay. so it's best, it would behoove you to pick somebody who's going to help you be the best you, you, you can be, help you blossom and flourish, not mm-hmm. somebody who's going to mute you or mm-hmm. to shape you into something that you're not and make you play a note that's not your note. So, again, back to the ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Find someone who's okay with who you are. And so then we'll hit we'll hit it off at the pass. I mean, we'll just solve out all that right up front. Now, right. if you're still with somebody and they make certain requests, we don't want to ignore uh, the request that they make. But if it cuts against the grain of who you are or your moral integrity, then that's where you have to draw the line. Okay. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I tell a lot. I tell a lot of the people that I talk with, that I coach, that I, I said, you know, when you have, to, you, you need to really be looking for somebody, just like you said, who, who most people think, well, opposites, you know, oh, she's great, you know, she's the exact opposite of me. And I said, well, that works pretty well with magnets, but not that may not be so great in the relationship because if you're a talker and she's not, that means you have to talk all the time. Right. If if you know if you're serious and she if you're if you're the jokester and she's not that means you're the one who always has to lighten the mood or whatever. So I said right. what you really want is a compliment and somebody who accepts you for who you already they 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 recognize your potential mm-hmm. but they accept you for who you already are. Right. So they're you not want... trying to change you into anything. Right. You're going to still when you get with this person you're still going to be able to play your note and to sound that note loudly and you let them play their note. Valley. Right. And if right. both of you are playing your note, then you'll be able to harmonize together. Harmonize. I like I like that. Be your be find your note. Oh, the book is Don't phenomenal. Lothario, it's phenomenal. Uh okay. listen, Doctor T, our time is quickly coming to an end. Oh wow. You have been sorry to hear that. I don't know. We don't have you back. <laughs> Me too, because this is too good. You are funny. First of all. I, I love <laughs> to laugh and you are <laughs> you're very funny. So listen, we listening to all this great relationship information. And, you know, I've never seen a harmonious relationship. So I don't think it's possible. What would you tell me if I was to come in your office and say, you know, I'm in a relationship and, you know, relationships are hard, so we're always fighting, but we love each other, Dr. T. Mm-hmm. I would, I would. <laughs> I would tell you, you need to pull up www.drturpo.com <laughs> and give me a call. Okay. <laughs> that's what I do. The first session is free. <laughs> yeah, you saw my site, huh? All right. <laughs> oh, wow. Because well, really people have, we've operated in dysfunction for so long, we think our dysfunction is functional. Because I get that all the time. Telling mm-hmm. well, you know, relationships are hard and, you know, they don't have always, to be though. I see. I know that now. The the season mature Tanya knows that, and uh, I try to convey that they don't have to be. It's really easier than we think, but it goes back to I guess finding out who you are first of all. Because when you mm-hmm. know who you are, you're gonna know what you want. Yeah. And know yeah. what you can give also. Yeah, and if you're mismatched, it's gonna be real hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna be real hard. But like you said, if you know who you are, then it can flow. But that's what the importance again of compatibility. You wanna you wanna find somebody again that you can harmonize with so you all can make beautiful music together. Yeah. Well Doctor well Doctor T, would you say then that relationships are work but they shouldn't be hard work? Yeah, they're work, but if it's too hard work, that's you should pay attention to that. <laughs> you should really pay attention to that. It doesn't need to be that hard. I right. mean you right. know, I mean you should if it's that hard for both of you, um 
then you need to either, number one, get some counseling, you know, coaching to help make it better. Right. Or or just be real about the situation. Do you vote yourselves okay. both a favor? Can, can, can a breakup be healthy? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, thank God for my divorce from my first wife. Wow. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm so thankful for divorce. <laughs> yes. I'm so thankful for that. Because yeah, my understanding. Time, the, the breakup is the best happiness you can uh, give yourself sometimes. Yeah, because, I mean, when I, we were in that, uh, my first marriage, I mean, uh, it was it was a living hell. Mm-hmm. You know, now I've been happily married since 1992, three, be- three beautiful kids. I understand that she's married and children and all that. So now I'm able to reap the benefits and the blessings that God has to offer. I'm not blocking my blessings out of a stubbornness that I'm going to make mm-hmm. this thing work. <clears throat> mm-hmm. okay. And that's a whole other topic about... Uh, the Christian perspective about divorce, which will probably have you back for that, Dr. T. Anytime. I love that. You, you can get real about the, the Christian perspective, too. Oh, yeah, we'll um, mix it up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll mix yeah, it up. I, I love this. I, Dr. Oh, T, I love goodness. this. Oh, my goodness. I'm just going to put it out Harpo. there. Dot com. Get the harmonious way. Dr. T, leave us with some nuggets of wisdom. You've been okay. phenomenal, man. Okay. Want me to spell my website for the people? Go ahead. I know. Thank you for asking. www.drturpo.com is D as in diamond, R, T as in Tom, U, R, P as in Peter, E, A, U. Again, that's D as in diamond, R, T as in Tom, U, R, P as in Peter, E, A, U. Dot com and there's information about my book and the services I provide. Yes, and you do do speaking engagements and all those great things, right? Oh, yes, yes. So feel free to call me. Where are you all based, in uh, Kentucky? or? Yeah, I'm in Kentucky. Lothario is... Um... I'm in North Carolina. In North Carolina. Okay, yeah, feel free to call, call me. I do speaking engagements. I'd be glad to help in different you know, churches or other groups, or singles groups. Okay, okay. Or fee, of course. Of course. (laughs) Of course. course. That's the harmonious way, Dr. T, isn't it? Right. (laughs) That's his his joke. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to have you back. We're going to follow up with you, Dr. T. You've been terrific. Thank you. You all have a great show. I'm impressed. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah. And I am serious. (laughs) All right. Bye. Oh, wow. Real talk with your wife. Are you ready for love the harmonious way? What you got to do, Lothario? Well, you got to get the Dr. Dr. Turpo's book. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, first, that's first and foremost. And you can do that if you visit TanyaWhite.com, hit the contact page, give us a comment. He has donated some books, y'all. We have a, a truckload. Let's say a truckload of Real Talk gifts by our phenomenal guests. All you have to do is visit TanyaWhite.com, send us a comment. Good or bad, we listen to them. Would I I be ineligible for any of those gifts? (laughs) See, if you, Mr. Boyd, if you read your emails. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're going to put me on blast like that? Okay. This is real talk. I love you. I love you, Etheria Boyd. (laughs) I love you. But all of our co-hosts get a payment in book form because we're not financially uh, you know what? I think we need to call Dr. Turpo right now because we're you're you're trying to change my note. Oh no, I'm not. You know I'm all no, about I'm harmony. Kidding. 
Yeah. I'm I, all about I, harmony, but yes. <laughs> We talk about that, that off I air. <laughs> Good lord. Yes. Okay, but I'm sorry. yeah. I, Wait, did I hurt I, I, you know what? I like him because he, he number one, he, he he now he makes he's so approachable, he's so amicable and personable. It's like this is the kind of person I really would want to talk to about my um relationship relationship issues uh, because he's going to keep it real. Number one. Oh, and he doesn't cool. make it, he, and he doesn't make it spooky, like you know, sitting back with his, you know, wiping his glasses, listening to right. you talk. And no, I, I, I like that. I like the that harmonious a lot. way will bring a, just a spirit of harmony over you as you're reading. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm definitely. I will reread it again in about three weeks. Okay. Because okay. you know the seasons are changing right now, and mm-hmm. when the, the staff is rising. Yeah, people's mm-hmm. attitudes are changing. Yeah, and and you know sometimes I gotta sweep my my relationship door with some foods that uh, <laughs> pop up in my life. <laughs> you leaving the crumb trail? Is that what you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay, and because okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to be harmonious after reading this book. I know now I have a term for what I'm trying to do. Trying to okay. create harmony. Trying to play my note. Play your note, girl. Without explanation or compromise. Wow, you know? that's so, heavy, Tanya. Okay. I like that. You're playing your note without without what now? You're playing your note without explanation or compromise. Without explanation Try to get you to explain yourself to them. And, Lothario, I'm 38, and, you know, that, Ooh, that might have been appropriate for the 28-year-old Tanya. Right. But the 38-year-old Tanya, I don't have to explain myself because it's my life, as T.I. says, and I'm going to live it. I'm going to live it in harmony. Wow, just just a, just an aside. You are going to invite me to your fortieth birthday party, uh, right? You know we're going to shut we going to shut the city down, girl. You know that, right? You know I'm already okay. planning it. That's a whole okay. other show. <laughs> so okay, I'm going to tell this you my my fierce and fabulous fortieth birthday plans okay. that are going to take place in twenty one months. <laughs> okay. Oh, you got twenty one months. That's like how people talk about their babies. How old is he? Twenty seven months. <laughs> One must listen. Mm-hmm. This has been a great first relaunch of Real Talk with Tanya White. I agree. I agree. Thoroughly yes. enjoyed it. Yes. And listen, we, we didn't get to our one segment, but we can do that because we have 11 minutes left. Our What a Man segment. And listen, Lothario, I have segment intro for everything. So, What a Man, <laughs> what do you think I'm going to play? <laughs> what a Man, What a Man, What a Man. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Yes, I am. Thank you. Listen, you are <laughs> a stereo boy, but this is what I mean. I just have to give props. First of all, to my brother, Joe okay. White Jr. He, okay. he just inspires me. He's younger than me. Uh-huh. His wisdom, his, what what do you call it, even kill. You know, y'all gentlemen have just, y'all presence just evokes peace and steadiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's just always steady. When I'm up here, he's like, T, why are you tripping? And he gets that from my father, who is now okay. in heaven. But okay. uh, I just want to give props to Joe. He's 25. You know, he has his head on right, graduated, has a, a career, no kids, no baby mama drama. Right, right. I feel that. sisters out. 
like a lot. good brother does. Yes, like a good brother does. So my wow. what a man this this week is my brother, Joe White. Bigger. Joe White. Let's give it up for Joe White. You know what? You need to get a clap. Now you got to get a clap effect. I know. Spike Spielberg keeps uh, is supposed to send me the clapping effects, and I'm still waiting. I know he's listening online. Spike Spielberg. <laughs> So do you have a what a man? I know I'm putting you on the spot, but do you have a what a man? Yeah, I do. I do. Um my what besides a man yourself. is my, besides myself. Yeah. No, I would not be I'm confident, but I'm not I haven't reached over to vanity quite yet. Not quite. <laughs> um my what a man is my pastor, um, okay. Otis Lockett Senior. And and a lot of people say, Well my pastor. but my pa- because I do have a relationship with my pastor. He's not somebody who's just standing in the pulpit um, um, on Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Thursday night, Bible study, et cetera, et cetera. He, is, um, he has always been a man that I admired and said, you know what, I want to be like him. And the thing that really um, helps, helps me is that he is accessible. He is touchable. He, you know, I have talked to him about my problems. You know, um, we have a relatively large church, so it's not quite so much now, but the but the platform has already been set. And I do have a type of relationship with him where I can pull him to the side for and say, Pastor, do you have a minute? Um, he knows who I am, and you know, um, he and he has said he is such a man of integrity. Um, he takes he's given the the, um, the example for how a, a husband's supposed to treat his wife, how he's supposed to teach you know, treat his children, and he's an entrepreneur, and um, he's very, very successful in, in, in several different arenas, and, and I, and I, and, but he's also our spiritual leader and example. Um, you know, even as, as gifted as he is, he's still striving to be like Christ, and that is the thing that really, you know, with all he has, with all his accomplishments, he'll tell you, I just want to be like Christ. And wow. he said, and, I, and I'm not there, so all this other stuff doesn't matter. And he's the type of pastor that he wants everybody else to have what he has. He's not happy being, you know, and, and just being under his ministry. We, we've had so many businesses started, so many people who have gone wow. and gotten, gotten advanced degrees and um, people who have become millionaires now under, that, under his tutelage. Um, and even myself, having been there for, um, going on 15 years now. I know. I'm, I hope I'm not going over the time, but um, you know, if you were, just, I had to. Collect. It's just important to understand that it's not just because he's standing in the pulpit and he's in the public eye. It's the example that he's given. That's the thing. That's he's he's my. Um, you know, that's that's the man that 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 I want to be like. One of the men that I want to be like. Because I know next time we talk, I'll have another one. But of course. Um, but yes, he's the one who inspires me to, besides Christ, to yeah. inspires me to, to to you know to do more, to be more, to aspire wow. to more. That's good to have a pastor because most of us don't have a pastor as that, or we had it and it's changed because mm-hmm. their their commitment, like you said, to Christ has changed. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're going to be talking about that uh, church dropout. I was a church dropout. <laughs> And uh, but I wasn't a backslider. I just dropped out of church because all of the drama and, like mm-hmm. you said, there was no relationship. There, there was no authenticity. Um, right. You know. But we're gonna talk about that April twenty third. But I want a man segment. If you have a what a man who has inspired, motivated you, please send us an email at real talk at Tanya White. We'll read it on the air, and you'll receive a free gift. Lothario, we're down to five minutes, man. 
Are yeah. you ready for a harmonious love affair? Yes, I am. And, you know, the uh, without going into my business too much on the air. <laughs> Call me later. <laughs> um, you know, I have learned that the things that Dr. T was talking about, I have learned those things firsthand, that they are so critical and they are key. And when you find, you know what, I, I, com- I can compare in my, again, the right woman for a man is like Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. Once you reach the top, there's, no, there's nothing, you can climb other mountains, but there's nothing like when you reach the summit of Mount Everest. You can't get any higher than that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you can, so, yeah, yeah, you can, you can use that. You can, it doesn't get any higher than Mount Everest. So now climbing Mount McKinley <laughs> doesn't, doesn't do it for you. It's like driving a Mercedes. It's like having a it's having a Honda Civic, which I love my Civic, and then driving a Mercedes, and then trying to go back to the Civic. Once you've been there, you don't. So when you get in the, you don't want to go back. So when you get the, when you find the right relationship, the right person, right. in the right time, you can't go back. You can't go back. So what you what you have what you become accustomed to in the right relationship. You, you stay accustomed to. You can no longer accept less than the best. Mm. And on that note, Mr. Boyd, you have wrapped everything up for us. You cannot huh? accept less than the best when you know what the best is. Wow. That's it sounded have... better when you said it. Oh, you know, that's that's what we do. We team. We're a team. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And a mighty good one, I might add. Hey, we're a team. Hey, listen, Lothario. <laughs> Yes. We're down to four minutes. You have any announcements? Have any upcoming things you want to alert the audience about? Um, again, um, the only other thing is that you can um, catch me on Fridays at three o'clock on um, I think it's ninety-seven point one WKMG because um, we do broadcast on the internet, um, and I'm on at three o'clock on Friday, and um, we talk. We have a relationship segment where people call in with questions and talk about different issues, and tomorrow my topic is going to be why do good people stay in bad relationships. Why, you uh, know what? <laughs> That's and, a good topic. And I've been doing some research. I've done. I've been reading some things. I don't want to just lean on my own personal experience and what I know and some things that I saw. So I've been doing some additional reading, um, and I found some interesting perspectives. Like I'll give you one tidbit. Is one comes from an underdeveloped sense of self um, self worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, people stay in bad relationships because they don't think they deserve better. Wow. I talked so, about that um, last night. So, so there you go. I mean, you know, once again, the Holy Spirit speaks and moves. <laughs> so the people I here in deserve a, a, the right kind of love. You deserve a good man that's going to take care of you and, and cherish you and value you and understands what you bring into the table and says, girl, I got you, I got you, I got you. Come it's hella high water, I got said. you. It's going to upgrade mm-hmm. me because I'm going to upgrade them. Mm-hmm. Listen, mm-hmm. I want to encourage everybody to go to TanyaWhite.com, sign up for Tanya's Tips. We have a written version now and an audio version. Do uh, it. You know, you know I'm take, trying to take it to a higher level. Purchase yeah, relationship reruns. Got a great yeah. review from Raw Sisters reviewers, which is awesome. Uh, how to deal with the difficult woman? How to deal with the difficult man? Ladies is coming out in the summer. We're always looking for sponsors for Real Talk with Tanya White. You see, we do out of the box things. We 
do out-of-the-box marketing. You will get more bang for your buck. Also, mm-hmm. tune in next week at 7 p.m. We're going to be talking about the first 100 days of Barack in the White House. What has our president done right, wrong, and what does he need to do? We'll have William Patterson, our money expert, back on. Miss uh, Tamika Isaac-Devine, South Carolina congresswoman, and she was also the head of the Barack Obama campaign in South Carolina. But there you go. You've been a joy once again. Thank you so much, Tanya. I, I surely appreciate, appreciate the opportunity that you give me to come and have some fun every second Thursday. I know. You do have fun. Listen, we're going to close out. You know I love music. What do you think I'm going to play this time? Mm. I think you might go ahead and take us out with that um, that invoke what a man, what a man. Oh no! What you, no, I got it wrong. No. Okay. What you gonna play, uh, girl? I'm going to play. You know, our topic was, "Are you ready for a harmonious love?" And you mm. know, I love Indiari, and so we're gonna close with that. I am ready for love. Cause okay. I know I am because I'm ready to receive and to give. What about you, Lothario, as I find you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I am, you know, um, I... <laughs> you trying I'm, to say? I'm, I'm trying to say, you know, I have some trepidation because I'm trying to find the right way to say this. I, you find, sometimes you can have the right person at the wrong time. Yes. Ooh, that makes a good show. And, and, but... But you know, and I'm I'm kind of in a situation, but the timing the timing is coming back around. Yeah. And um, it's your time to shine. Yeah. Yeah. You have no idea. We still have some things to talk about too, Tanya White. Okay. Well, give um, me a call, Ethereal boy. I will yeah, surely give me do. a call because you got to get your get your payment plan in the mail. But hey, listen, <laughs> oh, okay. our audience. <laughs> You have been wonderful. Tune in next Thursday at 7 p.m. We're going to close out. Are you ready for love? I am. Lothario is. Here's India. She's going to tell you why. Lothario, talk to you later. Okay, sweetheart. Okay. You have a good evening. You too. All right. Bye-bye. I am ready for Just to stay